Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff? No, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Have you guys ever work on your cars? If I had one. It's very satisfying. If you had a cool car like mine, you could use eBay Motors. Do you think that I could get the individual parts and then assemble my own car? Yeah, they do have over 122 million parts. Plus with eBay guaranteed fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S.com. Eligible items only exclusions apply. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This week, the boys talk tiredness and the perfect video game. Roguish Mark is yoked from shaft crafting and needs a solo challenge. Exhausted Daddy Bob loves MMOs, but skips the tedious tales and grind. Healer Wade loves God Mode, but hates mono solution raids. From perfect progression to punishing pets. Yes... It's time for the Emmy Losing Episode. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. All right, roll episode 95, take one, which is the only take we're doing. After I sneeze, I gotta sneeze. Oh, God. Help. This is the intro. We'll leave this in. Yeah, how could we help you? <laughs> God, please. I'm fine. Let's do it. That was a hell of a dad sneeze you got there. I sneezed and a plead for divine intervention. You guys never combined the two? Mm, I guess mm. not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Distractable. I'm today's host, Wade. Welcome to the show where one of us hosts, the other two compete for points, and then the winner gets to host the next episode. As the host, I get to decide who gets the points, yada, yada, yada. You know the, the deal by now, and if you don't, then I guess go watch another episode. If you don't, then suck it. Ah. All right, move on. And if you couldn't tell, I'm not alone here. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Bob and Mark. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. 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 Great. Anything interesting going on in your lives? I think I'm obligated no. to care for a little bit. Wow. No. Same. Baby. No sleepy. Me. Big tired. Etc. Etc. Baby's got to be close to needing sleep, right? Like that's got to be any day now. It was my understanding that babies like to sleep. That mostly what babies do is sleep in between pooping and eating. Mm. But this guy, he doesn't like it. He gets real mad when he gets tired. He cries, he screams, doesn't like sleep. It's mm. kind of it's kind of kind of like torture. Got like a special circle of hell just for us. Have there been any good moments yet? Yeah, he's pretty cute or whatever. I don't know. Sometimes he laughs. It's nice. He's funny. That's good. He farts a lot. I think it's the first compliment we've heard about the baby in like 3 months. Look, man, it's hard to be it's hard to be nice when you're tired all the time, okay? Oh, that's true. I got I got like 5 hours of sleep last night and that's a lot of sleep. Yeah, it's I only not got a about, thing I would have said before. I think I only got about eight and a half last night, and I'm pretty tired today, too. Ooh, rough night. Yeah, I know. We're yeah. in the same group, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> How little sleep did you get, Mark? Oh, man, I got like seven hours, so I'm rough. Oh, rough. Barely functioning. Mm-hmm. 
How's uh, not baby life for you, Mark? Oh, you know, it's pretty good. Um, I've been getting incredibly strong. I've been getting supremely yoked out of my gourd. Um, I've been getting unbelievably, incredibly strong. Getting jacked off? What? <laughs> Isn't that what you call it? <laughs> not usually. You're jacked, man. You're jacked off. Uh-huh. Um, no, I jacked mean, not Jacked out of a... your mind. You're jacking yourself. I... Not... Really? Isn't that it? No. Is that how you're getting strong? Uh, no. Uh, you you know? <laughs> did you listen how I said no? That wasn't it. No. All right. Well, that's what I said. So I need you to take that information in. This just in. Mark building muscle exclusively through masturbation. Nope. No. See, that's where it's wrong. It's not that. Yeah, we all heard what you said. Yeah. Okay. What did I say? I'm jacking it 24-7, baby. <laughs> Those specific muscle groups have never been beefier. Uh, I see you heard my subtext. Uh... My forearm is like a it's like a 12-pack of Slim Jims. <laughs> vacuum sealed together in some skin. I don't know if that That's would be good, right? Is, is that, that muscular? Is that good? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, no, I like it. It's visual. It's very, very distinct. Is there a reason you're getting strong? Why like, not, are you going right? to start bodybuilding or, no. you know, bench pressing planets or something? No, no, no. Just, you know, trying to trying to stay healthy, trying to be fit, trying to be, you know, with it, hip. Ah, smart ass, trying to make the rest of us look bad, I see. Kind of. I have to say that's a good call. I wish I had done more of that before the baby. Mm. Babies are heavy. You can carry them around with one arm. Makes me feel like a, makes me feel very weak. Mm. Wait, how heavy was he when he was born? He was... Ooh. I know this. <laughs> I know this. Hang on. Uh oh. No, uh, so he was. Uh, I think he was six, uh. six pounds eleven ounces when he was born. And okay. And we saw the doctor like a week and a half ago. He was like basically twelve pounds, eleven pounds, fifteen ounces or something. He's heavy. He's heavy little lead. Mm. Plus, he's always pumped full of like a gallon of milk, so he weighs a lot more than it, than it seems like he does. Uh, got that. Yeah. I could lift that. I'm just saying out loud. I could lift that. That amount of weight. I could lift it. Fifteen pounds. Oh yeah, easily. You could lift that and and move him in and out. Oh, that's a terrible image. Let's not mm. let's not finish that word picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was talking with Kashan's uh, in town. Now, this is a little probably dated at the moment. Um, but you know, Creator Clash is coming up, and I'm not boxing, thank goodness. But I'll be at the event. Um, and Ethan's boxing. So we were joking around with an idea where we would come out as three men in a trench coat, but Ethan's <laughs> in the middle. So I gotta be on the bottom of this ungodly long trench coat. Well, thankfully, you picked like two other tiny dudes to carry around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tiny. Yeah, I think cumulative it would be over three hundred pounds that I would have to heft and walk to the ring with them. But you can carry me on your shoulders, can't you? I did squat once two eighty five. And I probably could do like walking with it, but I don't know. I probably it's either I'm gonna slam who Sean's at the very top, so I'm gonna either tip over and slam him face first into the concrete floor, or God. <laughs> I'm, we're gonna do a sweet like launch off my shoulders. You know, Ethan will do a triple flip and somehow swing all the way over to the ring, and it'll be awesome. So either uh, broken face or awesome. Well, I well mean, at least it's, it's not a, your face that might break. Exactly. Yeah, it's a fighting thing. So if you break someone's face, I think you just win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, not not if you're the fighter and your face is broken. I think that's unfortunate. Yeah, but you're not the fighter, and your face wouldn't be broken, so it's a win-win for you. Yeah, man. Your your logic. You're really Thank on you. it today. I know. Look, we can't take time to care about other people's fortune or misfortune. It's all about the us. Right. Go on. Yes. Go on. Was that the end of the statement? I'm pretty sure these truths are self-evident, right? Ah, yeah, no, that's why I was in there. They wrote that. Uh-huh. What truths? <laughs> uh, these. These. Uh. Yeah. Well, uh, anywho, I guess um, <clears throat> we'll move on immediately. Will, make me sound like a good person. Thank you. Um... <laughs> What is the edit going to be there? Just an old lady being like, that Wade, woo, what a good person. <laughs> oh, thank you for helping me across the street while you're recording your podcast. <laughs> good enough for me, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. uh, or, everyone listening, you think I'm a good person. All right. That's called suggestion. You know, one of the biggest parts about magic is suggestion, the power of suggestion. And I just did that. I, th I, I suggest think they think of me as a good person. Therefore, it is. You did it, bud.
Isn't it like selective attention or what do they call it? They got a term for that. I think suggestion's hypnotism, isn't it? I don't know, man. I didn't research this. I just made it up on the fly. All right, fair enough. But it sounded good, right? <sighs> I believed you. Yeah. Well, gamers, uh, I guess since we're here together and we are gamers, I thought the three of us with over a decade of experience in our industry and a lifetime of experience with games could work together today to build some great games. Building a game. Okay. Yes. Okay. We've played right. enough games where we've been like, man, if only they'd done this or if only they'd done that. So we're going to try to pick a couple different genres here and we're going to try to make some great just amazing games and figure out what's been missing from some of like the top ones, right? We've done the tier list. We know what we like. So we're going to cooperatively work together here and I'll figure out points somehow, or I'll just say one of you won and then justify it later as I do. You don't have to justify shit. Thank you. Uh, two points to Bob. Ah. I'm not going to say anything Ooh. because I'll get him deducted. One point to Mark for his silence. Mm. That's good, right? This is what cooperative looks like. You just get points. Oh, cool. All right. Is that what this is? Is this cooperative? We're cooperative today. We're working together. Oh, okay. I get it. I thought it was going to be competitive considering you're going to pick a winner. Nope. I'm, that's my no. problem to solve. We are cooperatively working together. All right. Interesting. Because if we're going to design the perfect game, we can't have competing things, right? We have to come up with the perfect solution. Yeah. You know what they say? Non-competition breeds excellence. Well, they should say that because I think it will be true. Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speeds slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I guess I'm going to leave it open to you guys as to I've got several different genres of game written down here and we'll see how many we can get to. But what would be a genre you guys would be interested in or you feel like you'd be comfortable in designing the perfect version of? Well, I mean, we that's the got to be the first decision, right? It's, it's not even just like, oh, we picked this one. Yeah, like, that's why it's cooperative. Be, yeah. But I mean, even even some of the best games aren't relegated to a specific genre. Unless you're talking like a control scheme or something like that, or like a third-person shooter or something like that. It can be whatever we think. I mean, we can do open-world games, MMOs, PvP-style games, horror games, uh, whatever y'all think. Like, what, what are some of the top games? What are some of the best games that have originally come to mind, I guess, that we can kind of 
build off of. I feel like Skyrim's probably one that's up there in a lot of people's minds. What else comes to mind? Risk of Rain 2. Mm. Risk of Rain 2. Settlers of Catan. Oh, excellent title. <laughs> mm. One of my favorite YouTubers has like 900 videos on that game. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be me. I have like six. <laughs> <sighs> best, just in general, best games of all time. What a nebulous concept. We got to go back on. to what? Wait, where's our tier list? What, what is it? Where is it? Um, <clears throat> I think I have that saved somewhere. Let me find that. It's a good thing we keep this stuff all uh, 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 organized. I have a list of the games for the tier list. But where's the actual tier list? I think I have an image uh, from the Reddit of uh, what our what our tier list ended up being. Okay. It's very sparse. I have to say, I feel like we talked a long time about this, and it feels like a like a not complete list. Yeah, we definitely didn't. I, there was always an intention to do a part two. Uh, oh, oh yeah, this this list is tiny. Oh my god, what idiots came up with this dumb list? I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe we don't go off of that. Maybe uh, maybe we figure out what the best games of all time is and then uh, work from there. All right, well, uh, let's just pick a, a genre, I guess. Horror game, open world, MMO. MMO. No. We're going to build the best MMO? No. Okay. Why an MMO? Because I've never played an MMO that had everything I liked, but I feel like it's a good genre. I what do you want? I don't want what other do people. Want? I don't want other people in there, that's for damn sure. Oh, gaming is better with other people. No, 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 no. The best game experiences are always like solo, single-player things, you know, with really immersive gameplay. And, and, I mean, unless you can come up with a good horror MMO, I, I don't know. Wouldn't the best be a game that you can do either one in, play solo or with other people, as your preference would decide? No. My preference is set. <laughs> single-player. Man, this cooperation. Cooperation. It's like cooperation and collaboration had a baby. Oh, look, I feel like there's a there's an initial thing here that Mark is presuming that that I don't know if I agree with. Isn't it subjective? What's the best game then? I guess do we skip right over that? Oh god, I don't it's like horror games at all. I don't think no, no, any no, horror I'm not game saying, has the potential I'm not saying to horror be game. the best game. No, ever. no, no. I was just using that as an example. MMO like it it eliminates a lot of potential genres that could be a part of it. It it is kind of narrowing in a way. Yeah, well, it's. It it is the genre. MMOs can be a lot of things, but it's it's an experience. Well, does it have to eliminate it? I mean, isn't that the first step? Could we find a way to incorporate the things that they typically eliminate? Maybe if you can make because there's one thing to make a game, and then there's another thing to make a game that can't be played on any infrastructure that would currently exist. You would have to <laughs> like create uh, a whole new internet in the way that it works to have like extremely expansive services, almost like how Stadia was trying to revolutionize gaming, and no mm -hmm. one gave it a chance. No one ever was able to experience the true potential of it because it never lasted mm -hmm. long enough for people to get those thousands and thousands of players in the same game lobby because all. All of the game hardware is centralized on the servers themselves, so intra-server communication could have been not a, like oh, it would have been uh, uh. Well, that exists. Yeah, so we right, exactly. It still uh -huh. yeah. Ugh, whatever. We we could bring Stadia back, Mark, in our theoretical universe. You're right. I agree. It's a Stadia title. It's exclusive. That's the greatest <laughs> That's the genre. Of all Stadia time. title. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. We're building our Stadia MMO. Uh, still not sold on MMO. Our our Stadia verse, it is everything. Mm, okay, I like it. It's, it's uh, it's like the metaverse except different. Mm, okay, so it's virtual reality. Is that the greatest game of all time? If I you mean, can do it better than what current virtual reality can do. If you ignore all of the dystopian parts of the of the the virtual world that exists in uh, like Ready Player One where it's it is just an entire world of of existence and stuff uh wouldn't that be the best game of all time it is everything it is a world in which you can live and inhabit uh, but you have all of the freedom that gaming allows to do literally whatever you want theoretically ah man i don't know i, I don't think i even want that much freedom like I, I i want a game i don't want to be consumed by the game i don't want to be in there forever i would never want a game that i literally could not stop playing um i've been there once yeah and I was, it, it wasn't even fun when it was happening <laughs> <laughs> i you know i laugh but i understand that i've been sucked into games too where it's like 
it's like especially uh, mobile games where like you enjoy it for a while and it starts to feel like a job and by the time you realize that you're not enjoying it you're just doing it because you feel like you have to you're already so invested yeah Even if you don't spend money just time investment you just feel like it's oh i already put this much time in Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was World of Warcraft for me, which is why I'm particularly against MMOs. Aren't you playing all that right, again? All right, all right. No, no, I well, dabbled. Well, Mr. Shooting Down My Balloons, what's your... Well, float something yourself. What well, I doing? mean, it, MMO kind of like... It, it's it's not even really a, a, a genre. It's, it's just like whether or not you're going to have a massive multiplayer experience. Because you can have a multiplayer experience. I'm okay with a game that has some kind of other player interaction. Because Elden Ring, you know, one game of the year, and it does have an online component to it. It's actually a big part of it. Um, the invasions, you know, getting cooperative players trying to beat bosses with help. All this, like, it's very small and it's optional. You don't have to do it, which is kind of nice. That's my, I, I guess that's leading what you were saying, where it's like, you can do the multiplayer uh, style of it, or you can do single player only, which is what I did. That's fair. Yeah. I think I'm just against like the massive. The thing I like about the massive multiplayer thing is that it creates experiences that are hard to hard to capture in any other form of medium or like human experience like barring going to i don't know some huge music festival where there's tens of thousands of people all in one area all doing this thing i get why you don't like the concept of mmo and you wouldn't want to live you wouldn't want a game where that's the only option where you're always surrounded by other people but like that part of i guess for me part of what makes gaming in our time so insanely cool is that is that other people can be included in it because mm -hmm. gaming originally was very single player it was only single player it existed before the internet was really anything that you could use for that purpose but now you can be connected to people around the whole world you can you can have friends you know that live on the other side of the globe from you like or the other end of the plate i guess if we got any flat earthers out there mm -hmm. I actually, um, I had to look this up. The first video game was not single player. Well, it was the first video game was technically Pong. It was before Pong. But even Pong oh. is a multiplayer game, but it's a game sure, sure, sure. kind of like Pong, made in 1958. Uh, it's a very simple tennis game. So <laughs> extremely... God dang. Yeah, extremely similar to what Pong is, but technically played, uh, made before that and like on very specialized hardware. It's like an oscilloscope, basically. When do you go from multiplayer to massively multiplayer? Like what, okay, what is so the yeah, number? I guess I was completely ignoring in-person, like couch multiplayer type stuff, which mm -hmm. has its place and is fun. But mm -hmm. like, there's a difference between two people playing a game, four people playing a game, and like a thousand people all in a world doing something. Yeah, when do you go from one to the other? Because I, a like, persistent world that everyone shares. Okay. I think that is yeah. what makes it massively multiplayer. So that's why like a Call of Duty Warzone with 150 people isn't because it's not a consistent world. You play a match, you play a match, you play a match. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's why Destiny, even though you'd never play with more than three or six people, is still an MMO because everyone is sharing the same world. Right. Well, that's good to note. So what kind of world do we want then? Who says it's a world? I like Mark's, I've been playing a lot like of Sudoku. There's no world. Well, I mean, I mean, are we going multiplayer, massively multiplayer? Like, what are we doing? I like that that's an option. That there's a that it's Elden Ring style. There is an online component, but you could also choose to be exclusively single player. I'm cool okay. with that. So the perfect let's start with that. Whatever this game is we're making, the perfect start to it is you can either play it alone or play it with other people. Mm -hmm. I can agree with that. Okay. I guess what style of game are we looking at? Are we looking at like a story based game? Are we looking at a Skyrim style of thing where it's open world, you go around, you can do quests and stuff. Like what are we what are we starting with here? You is have it the, a story based game or like Skyrim? Not well, a story well, based there game. Is no I was saying that's like a story <laughs> in Skyrim, okay. I wasn't Versus saying or mountains. like Skyrim. I was I just meant like a story based game like Skyrim, or is it something else? Mm. Um, I mean, most games, uh, even if they're, like, more gameplay-focused, have a story. Like, Elden Ring, you know, its story was not, like, essential to you playing the game, but the story is, like, extremely uh, detailed but hidden. Uh, I know, Bob, you don't like that, and that's fine. Like, uh, But I don't think you can get away with making a game and not having some semblance of a story, unless it's purely no, mechanics-based. I think the optimal thing is... The especially since we're going starting from the pretense of it's a either can be single player or multiplayer, 
the single player can be the more story focused thing, right? If you want a really in, enthralling story, it kind of needs to be single player or you know a small group at big at at most because you need to be able to have cutscenes and dialogue. You need to be able to pay attention to things and observe what you want to observe in the world. I'm not like the biggest story nerd when it comes to games. I don't care to read all the little things and I might skip a lot of dialogue, but I get why that's important. But then the multiplayer aspect, it, it, it's almost like Destiny, I guess. The multiplayer aspect needs to have like fun, engaging, you know, mechanics and stuff where the group is accomplishing things together where it's very quest focused or mission focused. Mm-hmm. Destiny is very story based, I would say. I mean, you've got like Heavy Rain style of story, Last of Us story, Skyrim story, Elden Ring story. Like, there's different like almost tiers of how heavily invested you are into the story. But Destiny's one where they accomplish kind of both. It does a good job of you can play the missions with a group, you know, your fire team, and still watch all of the cutscenes or you know skip them as you please and you know do the different things. So Destiny kind of pulls both of those off, right? Like it's that's one of the great things about that game is you can do the story-based stuff i would say the story stuff in destiny is is the strong aspect of it because it does do a good job with that the thing about destiny is all the all the missions and quests and stuff once you finish the story are really really boring (laughs) Mm because it once you finish all the main storyline stuff it turns into that thing where you're you and two friends or you and five other friends and it's just like go to this and collect eight six whatever eight widgets and then bring those widgets back to this guy at the place and you turn them in and you get us you get the thing and then you do that 18 more times and that's your weekly quest is done and it's like that is not the most engaging multiplayer part uh but the story stuff and the multiplayer story stuff is excellent in destiny i would i would steal that for the for the best game for sure mm-hmm the approach that they have to the story anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, there are some games that offer that kind of once you get through it replayability, but it's baked into the story. I would call up Hades, right? So Hades mm, is an okay. incredible game. It's an action RPG. Um, it's roguelike it's, too, right? It counts as a roguelike. Yeah, yeah, roguelike, which is honestly one of my favorite game genres. I think it's like a really nice one to base most of the experiences off of. And and dying is a part of it, but dying also is part of the story. You die over and over again, and then you unlock more story as you progress, but dying is still a part of it. And some things you can only experience when you die. If you're too good at the game, you, you won't actually experience all of the things. And even when you beat the quote-unquote game, there is more story for the replaying of it after the main quote objective is done. It still continues on. It doesn't go on forever, obviously. There's other progression things, but it's it was did a really great job about keeping the story going, even if you were done with the main objective at the onset of it. I would have to agree. And I I mean, generally people agree. Didn't Hades win a bunch of awards? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Hades is is an excellent game when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I really like, I mean, I brought up Risk of Rain 2 earlier, which is another roguelike sort of game. Roguelike, multiplayer roguelike especially, can be super fun. It can be very tedious and grindy, but like some games have done an excellent job of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I love roguelike games. There's not enough of them. That kind of like winning. I mean, Elden Ring is kind of a roguelike with its progression and deaths. Like you're supposed to learn from your mistakes no i love that so we want like a roguelike adaptation of destiny so far that's our base no i don't like destiny okay what i don't I, it's all right but yeah it's like what you said it gets really boring i, I don't i'm never but the int- story i don't I, I, I always log back on to destiny to play the story stuff because the characters and the story stuff in destiny is is really well done it's excellent it's it, super it, fun it's well made i like i just can never take it seriously because it's always so oh it's so grand like everything is it's not even the the, the world ending stakes because everything is a world ending stake in every single uh story expansion it's just like man it's just so pompous like you know what i mean like all all the the mysticality it's beautiful and it's it's well acted and it's well made but it's just like oh man at the end of the day i'm an unstoppable killing machine that's just punching things to death like i get that i don't know i just could never get into it mm. see i like feeling overpowered in games that's what drew me to like the diablo franchise is being like a god fighting like little puny goblins and stuff uh demons and whatever like i enjoy that feeling i like being op i'm not op in real life i have a 
torn shoulder. I go up and down the stairs and my knees creak. But I play a video game and it's like, I feel unstoppable. I enjoy that feeling. I will mm. take easy mode over difficult mode of any game any day of the week. Really? I'm not looking for a challenge. I'm looking to feel amazing. So you're boring is what you're saying. Yes. You're oh, a little piss wow. baby. You're a little little bitch baby. I had more fun playing game. Twisted Metal 2 with invincibility mode on than I did playing it for real. You're a And sick I put fuck. hours and hours and hours into it. Make me feel like a god. I'm having a good time. No, no, that's that's the best part about rogue likes. Like I play a lot of rogue legacy. You can upgrade and you can get better, but unless you have the skills to back it up, it doesn't matter how many you know hit points you get. It doesn't matter how much armor you put on. Um, it's about the choices you make facing the challenges that are coming in front of you. I can't play a game if it's easy. I get really bored really quick if it's too easy. If it doesn't offer a challenge, my brain doesn't even turn on. I like Destiny because I think it, it's a good mix of letting you temper the difficulty. There are, I think, there are multiple difficulty levels. At the very least, there are two difficulty levels, like normal and harder. You can play all the story missions on. But also, the thing with Destiny is you don't, you don't, you don't have to choose to be an unkillable douchebag. You get to choose what weapons you have and everything. And like the, I like to try to, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I'll use this one weapon, which kind of sucks, but, like, there's an, you know, maybe there's an achievement for it. Or maybe there's a weekly or a daily thing where, you know, you get kills with this weapon. I appreciate that, yeah, I could just put out all the best gear and, and be a god. That's a little boring. But also, you can turn the difficulty up, and you can choose what weapons you're using. You can use non-meta stuff. And, like, I can make it hard enough to where it's hard and I might die and have to restart a little bit and it's like a challenge, but it's not like a from software game where, you know, death is the point and it's miserable because all you do is walk out and die for a long time. Like, I, I appreciate that you can choose that and temper that for yourself as opposed to games where it's hard no matter what and if I'm not in a good mood, I don't want to play a game that punishes me for not having skill or not being patient. I want to play a game where I can make it a little easier on myself so I can, you know, get that enjoyment without having to be top tier gamer all the time. There are times in games like that that I enjoy that challenge. The problem I have with Destiny and MMOs, Lost Ark, so on and so forth, is when it comes to the raid content and their difficulty in raid content is everybody play perfectly or else everyone fails and gets to blame whoever fucked up. That's where I lose all of my fun with MMOs, with Destiny, and everything else, is the, you fuck up one thing, it's a wipe, you all have to restart. Oh, this person's not as good? Well, you're all gonna pay the price and hate them by the end of this four-hour experience. That's the artificial difficulty that I hate, is there's one way to do this, do it right, or fail, and this one person, oh man, they didn't step on that plate in time? Wipe, start over. That shit annoys me to no end. I don't find that fun. I don't find that to be actually just challenging. It's literally like memorization play perfectly. You know what's coming. You know what to do. Do it. Do it right. Oh, you misstepped. Oh, you didn't count the wings properly this one time. Like, one little fuck up, white. Do it again. One little fuck up, white. Do it again. Oh, you guys are close to figuring it out? Well, this person is fed up with the team. They leave. Here's a new person. Learn to do it with this person. Start over. Sounds and just like Wade is the one who messes up a lot. Yeah, sounds like you might be the problem here. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm seeing. A, I think I'm seeing the problem. Yeah, I'm look, generally pretty good. I'm I'm not perfect, but I also play roles that you usually don't have to play as perfect as other ones. Like in Lost Ark, I played healer. Healer, you have a lot less of like you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to ult at the right time. It's more so just keep people up. But no, I I lived this for years with World of Warcraft. It's exactly that. Like we were number one on the server, but like at what cost? You you just spend hours and hours throwing yourself at something, and yeah, when you beat it, there is a rush. But that's why I like the single player difficult experiences because I get better on my own pace. Yes, and it's usually faster than trying to do it with a group. And those challenges like that, there is an adrenaline rush, and there is that kind of like serotonin burst when you finally beat that boss or get through that level that you were struggling against it's really really addicting and i think that's part of what i like about some of these games like i i played through dead space and then i played through it again on my own on legendary mode because i wanted that challenge i wanted to see if i could do it i love the like adrenaline when i almost die 
you know, but don't. I may I squeak through and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get through this section with an instant death. Okay, on my best behavior, or else it'll be a six-hour wipe. Like I I get truly enjoy those experiences. I enjoy I get that when I win like a Call of Duty Warzone or a PUBG. If I win a PvP match with friends, I never play them solo. But if like me and a group of friends win against a bunch of random people we don't know and we get that victory, I get that feeling. When I finish a raid, I don't get that adrenaline rush. I get a, oh, thank God that's over. Did I get the shit I need for the gun or for the armor or whatever? Did I get the stuff I need so I can actually make the stuff to be OP? Cool. God, oh no, guy. I get to run it again next week. Like I, I just don't get it. I don't get that adrenaline rush. You know, I, I understand it, but I don't get it. Wait, and now I realize you are the guy that ruins it for the people that like Bob who just want to try out the new gun because like, you don't have the Ultra 9 gun yeah. 10,000? Yeah. How could you come to here unprepared? <laughs> no, I'm not that guy. I'm very casual with raids. We can fuck up for five hours. I'm not going to be toxic at people. Oh, dude, I am always that guy. No matter <laughs> what game it is, if there's gear and I have to have, I have to know what I'm supposed to have and I'm supposed to have it and have it like leveled up or something. I'm always that guy who shows up and someone's like, "Hey, what are you? Uh, what are you running? What are you using?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, I got this and this. Uh, this. This one's pretty cool. It like explodes when you you shoot it and it explodes when it hits the thing." And they're like, "Ah, oh, that kind's awful. They they nerfed that. You shouldn't use that. That's a terror." And I'm like, "But it's it shoots it explodes. I don't know. What? <laughs> it's a gun in the game. Why can't I use it? That's the problem with like, the raids, though, right? You have to come in with meta stuff." be perfect and whatever else only if you're playing the raid on like the nightmare the max well, difficulty right, but that's the one you that you eventually the, have to do to get to the yeah, next well you one. have to you have to give a shit and want to grind for hundreds of hours to get that perfect roll on that perfect piece of gear I, that's not what's fun about the raids for me i love a raid where you play it on some totally achievable difficulty and you solve the puzzles and you get to the end and you kill the boss and you get whatever random crap loot you get but like th it's the teamwork right when you're in that it doesn't have to be the hardest thing on earth but you're in that and you're like oh god you guys go over there okay we'll take the left one okay right three two one and it's the teamwork of like you're learning you're doing this together you're accomplishing it as a group the magic of everyone collectively figuring out what the hell is going on and then successfully doing it is so much more fun than doing it perfectly with all of the correct pieces of gear because you can only win if you have the exact right thing and and like down to the second timing of, with all this stuff with the raids. I think it's fun to just work as a team collaboratively in if the If you don't have to play game. perfectly, yes. If you can come in, like kind of use the stuff you want to use as long as it's leveled up or whatever, and you somebody can make a mistake and it's okay yes i agree yeah. with you but if it's something yeah, where it's a 30 who... minute endeavor and somebody steps right when they have to step left now all of a sudden you have to redo the entire 30 minutes over and over and over then it's tedious and not fun yeah i, I mean, think there's a in, balance in my there. experience a lot of people who like that sort of thing doing raids and that sort of dungeon sort of thing are are the people who are like we have to do it on max difficulty so we get the best possible right. chance because eventually that's not why i would never i would i don't enjoy that i would never Agreed. participate in a group yeah. like that i've had groups where it's for fun the problem comes in though because like i don't think content comes out frequently enough for people that are that die hard about it and they'll do things like oh well you can only run the raid once a week that way you know it takes a month minimum to get all the stuff you need yada 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 that's how they prolong it but even then, people that are like, die hard about it, do it every week, they're going to eventually get to the point where they have everything, and the only way to have a challenge is to do those difficulties. So I see where they come in, but for me, it loses its fun at that point. Like the first right. couple of dungeons and raids. So what are sure. we even deciding? We, we're in agreement. No MMO. <laughs> We've decided <laughs> our right, first so decision. So we're making an MMO. Uh Okay. Well, if we so we're, if we're doing like the destiny type of story, why are people and we say, have a roguelike? So, we did not agree on that. Well, Bob what liked the story about? elements of it. Okay, roguelike. It's a roguelike now. Is that where we are? You're the judge. We're cooperating here. You two have to agree. You're building more than I am. Fine. It's a it's a roguelike. MMO. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're no, 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 like 40 no. minutes into this podcast and we still haven't even decided the base of the game. That's how no, good no. we are at this. No, no, no MMO. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? You're talking about the potential? The potential. You thought to yourself, oh, a little elbow grease, some fresh installs, a little bit of love. You could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own. Cars, right? Yeah. It wouldn't take much to transform my ride. Your ride's more like Schrodinger's ride. If you don't think about it, it both does and does not exist. It is possible. But on eBay Motors, anything is possible. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus. At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. The perfect game definitely has a roguelike, roguelite structure of some sort. Mm, okay. But okay. it does have multiplayer, but it's not MMO. All right. So what are some of, of the better roguelikes? This is, this is very like Elden Ring. Um, okay. Like, because that is kind of what it is. It's a progression system, so it's a roguelite or a roguelike. I don't know what the distinct difference between those two is, but it does have a multiplayer system. Whatever around it is all is all fine because it also has a story, but, you know, you could craft anything around it. That's just the bare bones is you have some kind of combat that's challenging as much as you want, I guess. Pathetic babies, but there's a multiplayer component. I don't know if you guys will have heard of this, but have you played or heard of the game Children of Morta? Uh, no. I've heard of it, yes. I haven't played it. It is it is a uh, roguelite, um, but it has multiplayer. It does an excellent job of telling the story in disparate chunks. You have to continue to go back in when you die to discover more areas to potentially just discover parts of the story you haven't seen yet. But I really like the progression system. It has like a character system where each time you go in for a run, you pick a character from the list of characters. And also part of the progression of the game overall is that you unlock more characters as you go, which is always fun. I really like the idea of everyone has their own progression on the characters and you get to customize the characters to a point where it it, it impacts how you play them. Like two people could have the same character and one of them, it's a ranged character, and for the other person, it's like a close combat, you know, build with specific weapons or whatever. I like the idea that you get to choose to some extent how the characters play, and that individual people can have the same amount of progression, but be in totally different places in terms of how their games play, how their characters are set up, that sort of thing. That's an excellent aspect. I want that in our game. I'm throwing that out. Okay. I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, pretty much any game has to have some kind of progression system. Like, just to go, like, the skill curve. It can't be too, you know, too steep, you know, but it's got to have a nice, steady... The the ideal for, in game design terms, is to have, like, a, a linear uh, difficulty curve that is, like, at a perfect 45-degree angle, right? Like, Tetris is an example of that, because as you get better, the game just gets faster, that's the only difficulty increase and it goes up until a point where you can't do it anymore. And then you have to get better to get past that point. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we, we agreed to that pretty quickly. So we like the progression system of children of Morta kind of, uh, we can't say that. that specifically. I've never seen it. Oh, we like okay. it. I'm just, I'm just saying a progression system. You're going to, you're well, going to, as it was described by Bob, you've never even seen it. You don't even know if this is a good progression system. I'm seeing this. He trusts me. The reviews on Children of Morta are not overwhelmingly positive. They're positive. Don't get me wrong, but not overwhelmingly. Not overwhelmingly positive? That's very positive. 85% to 90. How is that not overwhelmingly positive? It's very positive. What is the threshold for that? 95 plus. (sighs) What? That's the number. 
Uh, That's my response. It's not overwhelmingly positive. Wow. Here we go. All right. Here's a negative review about it. Probably the worst roguelite I've played. You don't even get to experience basic roguelite feeling of getting stronger and stronger since it resets you every two minutes, no matter if you live or die. What? That's what this guy said. That is just an inaccurate description of how the game works. I don't know. That's what it said. That's what I have your word and their word to go on. Well, I would hope you wouldn't choose random internet reviewer over myself. I don't know. Their username is uh, Chronigade22. They played it for half an hour, you know. Shout out to you, I guess. Well, that's the entire game. It's certainly not a 40-hour-plus game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our cooperation is astounding. I guess defer to a good progression system. Mm Mm-hmm. In our roguelike <laughs> game, uh-huh, I we're like building it. the best game that there is with a good story, and you can play it single player or multiplayer. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. What other? What's our next element we need? Yeah, to consider? it's so easy to make a good game. Why do companies fail at this so yeah, often? Yeah, what are they even doing with their? Time? I feel like we're killing this right now. Yeah. We've covered replayability already because it's a roguelike, so that's like you know built in. I think it should have a unique art style. Ooh, yeah, it definitely should. Not too, like, oh, how do I describe this? Yeah, yeah. Not too plain, not mm-hmm. too intricate, mm-hmm. but the right kinds of details to make the characters and the and the, the and NPCs really, really pop, really yeah. memorable. I actually, you know, I fully agree with Bob on this one. Great. Unique and good art colors. Style. Good colors. Unique mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. We want good art. I mean, that seems pretty straightforwardly acceptable. I don't think there's any dispute to good unique art good good man we're on a roll this is the best game that's ever existed yeah okay is this a standalone game or is it part of like a trilogy like the mass effect trilogy is it uh it's actually got a lot of nfts in it (laughs) oh god (laughs) okay all right each uh each playable character is actually an nft um and you you have to you have to own the nft in order to play the character in the game Uh dear Uh, listeners i tried i thought it was a good topic but i'm like (laughs) oh for eight recently Oh, uh, oh, yeah. What about sound design, Mark? Oh, you have opinions about yeah. sound. Well, whoever, like, whatever the sound is, we should probably hire, like, the best sound engineers for it. Like, it's got to sound good. And, you know, we can put, like, accessibility features like subtitles in there. But, you know, really robust soundtrack. I think the perfect game would have those. Really robust soundtrack, really <laughs> in-depth. Like, like you feel like you're there. Whether or not, you know, the art style. I mean, the art style is going to be good no matter what. But whatever style it has, you know, the sound has got to be rich and vibrant. And, you know, music that, like, sticks with you, sticks in your soul. Even if you, even if the screen is off. The, the sound should be so immersive that when the character dies, you feel like you're dying. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. When, and when you take damage, it actually hurts. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Hurts you right in the soul. So mm-hmm. is this like a kind of VR experience where you have to like put stuff on so no. you feel pain as no, you're playing? The, you're, no, no, we're talking about sound. It's just such good sound that it, it grips your soul. Just Dude, with sound. Stay okay. on topic. Couldn't be more clear. This is my topic. Stay so. on topic. <laughs> yeah, you're on thin ice, mister. Well, I don't know if it should be a cold game. That would, that would kind of box us in. I'm going to metaphorically drown you. Okay, uh, sound. Good sound. Got it. Good sound. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, man, that's hard to... Accessibility features, good sound, good art. That's okay. All of Great. the accessibility mm-hmm. features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just to be specific. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. All, as because many as you can possibly get. literally, there's no reason to not include as many accessibility features as possible. Mm-hmm. Talking to you... Everyone. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say me talking to you. Host. <laughs> Wade, you have hardly any accessibility features built into you. Yeah, what is and up with that? I think that's offensive. I'm I am hard to access. This is true. Mm. Yeah, why don't you change that? Uh, Pass. That's messed up. That's messed up, man. Uh, okay, are we including a paid season pass or paid DLC? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> battle pass. No, battle pass. no, gotta battle, have a battle pass. No battle pass. And loot boxes. DLC only. Surprise mechanics. No, no, no. Really paid good fleshed DLC. out paid DLC, I agree. Yeah, and what are the over? One of the overworlds is actually a casino where you can go play <laughs> slots. To uh, you have to pay real money, but you could win virtual meaningless money in game to uh, buy skins. Oh, because you gotta have skins. Any dogs and cats in the game you can pet. Eh, I'm whatever on that one. Well, can you kick them as well? 
that's the important question. Look, I, I'll uh, need... It's moddable, so I guess you could download mods or create mods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has to be moddable, of course. There's like the 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 mod. the children. Oh my god. Yeah. There's actually like a, uh, a Mario Paint style creator section of the game that allows you to mod the game in the game as you're playing the game. There's actually uh, items included in the game world that are effectively code. And so if you can accumulate enough items, you can write code in the game that affects the game and potentially adds mods on the fly. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. And then allow people to, you know, if, if they're going to make a, a really high quality asset pack of mods, then maybe they you could have a marketplace where they could sell their creations. We could we could fund the creative community. And if they make good enough, like additional content, we can have a thing where like once every so often we take their content and actually like get the people who voice acted and sound design and like apply that to their creations so that they can have like voice acted community made DLCs. Incredible. I'd be pretty perfect. Well, what else are we missing here? Are we missing anything? I don't know, but you have the list. I don't have a list. Why don't you have, you have a, anything in front of me? Why, why don't you have a list? A list of what? What's Things in the perfect game? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, or what you know, what you were gonna. I've got talk about or two other professional gamers here. I don't need a list. Between the three of us, we can come up with anything. But you came to the episode with a whole list of topics and discussion points to keep the conversation moving on the right track, right? You did that, right? God no. Ah, yeah. My list had like here's what it says, and I'll quote: "Design the perfect game." Also, if time, design perfect horror game, perfect MMO, perfect PvP game. Like, you know, I got different options like that. And then I've got Bob points, Mark points, and I can fill in how many points. That's my list. That's what I've got. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like we touched on most of your talking points then, I guess. Well, we built the perfect game, I guess. We have the perfect game. It's roguelike, good sound, good art. What's uh, it called? Uh, you gotta have a good name. System. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Children of Mordor, it's got the progression system like that. Got the community-driven DLCs, modding. Okay. Uh, the name of our game. I'm, what's the theme of it? We don't even have like a theme what for theme? it. It's roguelike. But yeah, is it like, uh, where does it take place? A fantasy world? Our world? Hell? It's called the Era of Glernian. Glernian? Glernian. Era of Glernian. That has a fantasy ring to it. I don't know if I yeah, want a fantasy it's, game. It's it sounds fantasy y, but it's in really more of like a like a tech fantasy world. Like one of those future fantasy computers exist, but also magic exists type. Like uh where... the punk style steampunk. No, or no, no. What about what about uh the title Android Rising? Because it's a roguelike and you're an android and you got to like rise up through like a tower or something. That's a cool name. Mm. Mm. It just sounds, it sounds like something else that already exists to me. Hmm. It's it's too, it, 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 it pulls in like, what's that one? Become Human? Detroit Become Human? What's that one called? It sounds like that. What about like World of Battle Build? World of, that's a dumb name. Why would you even suggest <laughs> that? That's terrible. Well, because you like battle around, you like you build your character. Yeah, but the name wouldn't get anybody hooked. Okay. Who's gonna look at it like, oh, have you seen look. new World of Battle Build? Have no. you seen the new Wob extension? Yeah, Wob, Wob, everyone loves Wob. Mm. I don't love Wob. What? What if we? What if it's? What if we call? What if we go simple? Leave it open to interpretation. Call it Shaftcraft. Shaftcraft. All right. Done. Sold. Easy. <laughs> You don't Is need to convince me anymore. Shush, 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 no. shush, 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 shush. It, it's, no. it's a metaphorical <laughs> type of crafting. Look, you're crafting the narrative oh, by God. discovering it, and you're you're crafting your experience by by choosing how you progress your characters. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that Mass Effect has any mass in it? No. Yeah, Mass. Effect, the title of that game has nothing to do with any major part of that game, mm -hmm. as far as I know. Yeah. You think Half-Life? No, you're most of the game you're at full life. Like it doesn't even make sense. Not if you're playing on the harder difficulties. Halo. Another excellent example of a game where the title is just evocative mm -hmm. and the game itself is something else completely. I love the opening theme to that. Or like Five Nights at Freddy's where it has nothing to do with the number of nights or someone named Freddy. No, actually no, it's that's exactly what it is. That was a bad example. 
Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. What's the what's the best horror game right now, in your opinion, Mark? What's the gold standard of horror games? <laughs> you play the back rooms. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> All of the back rooms. The one I keep telling you to play that you haven't played yet, of course. Look, I I don't really know. Um, I don't think I could even rank great horror games. One that sticks what out comes to my mind: Amnesia, Outlast. Soma. Soma comes to mind. I like Soma a lot. I like Soma too, but I feel like people didn't like Soma. No, like people, overall. What do you mean? People love Soma. I feel like people wanted because that wasn't that like a what was that a, like a the company that made it, Amnesia made that or who who made that? Yeah, I felt like on release people were disappointed that it wasn't more like the Amnesia setting or something. It's well, overwhelmingly positive right now though. Yeah, but I thought so, on release people were kind of disappointed with the premise of it. No. I thought it was great too. I'm with you. Who? <laughs> Listen, I just everyone felt like that hates was the that vibe on the, when it came out. Maybe I'm crazy. For all those reviews, uh-huh. I yeah. thought uh, by itself it was a great game, but I thought people wanted more of an Amnesia style like. Whatever. In any case, okay, so you're putting Soma up there. I think yeah. Soma's great. Soma's great because it combines a lot of really interesting elements. You know, it's got this this evocative story, like the one kind of story that just makes you, like the more you learn, the more horrifying it is. Just like the truth of it all is like really, it's great at spiraling down. It's scary and it's just like such a dark and gritty world. The sound is great. Uh, as far as horror experiences go, it, it definitely sticks out in my mind. What's missing from it? I what mean, would make it... It wasn't as scary as Amnesia, but at this point, I've already been playing a lot of horror games, so maybe I was already becoming used to it. Probably if I went into it just completely never playing any horror games, it would be a lot scarier to me. But I feel like it sometimes it kind of like slowed down a bit with it was still using the Amnesia game engine. So I think it was held back technologically just by the limitations of that engine it couldn't do any and, and small studio. So it's like, I don't need grand spectacle or anything like that. But you kind of you, you were navigating the world in the same way you did in Amnesia, where you pick up things in your inventory and, you, you know, you got your equivalent of loud down to them and uh, you got your uh, like it's. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. It, it, these are tiny, tiny, 20 quibbles. I'd have to play it again to really remember what was a thing. It was. It's just I don't think any experience. game has scared me as much as the original Outlast did. I think the original Outlast. Scared me more than any other game I've played. That's a silly game. Did you uh, beat that one real quick, Mark? Did mm-hmm. you get right to the right to the exit or whatever, and no problem? I don't remember Outlast. Oh Outlast no, you're thinking of something a, else. Yeah, you're thinking of the oh god, the mole game, whatever that was called. Yeah, whatever that one was. But no, Outlast is good. It, it's I'm I'm never I'm never the kind of person that's like a gore equals horror, and Outlast definitely leans into the gore is scary aspect of things it is also a scary game don't get me wrong it's it's pretty scary at many many times in there it's a it's a well-made game and i think it's definitely a good horror game but i think it kind of embraces the horror uh the the gore of it all a little too much because i've I've never been too into that what the hell was that game called vanished vanished that was it oh that is the one i was thinking of Mm -hmm. yeah I beat that on a charity stream and i've never felt more accomplished in my life than getting through that stupid game nice dude all right, well, we tried to touch on a horror game at least. We designed the perfect game. What was our final title for the perfect game? Shaftcraft. 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 I feel like we all got shafted who listened. Make to sure you episode. bother your parents for the 25 bucks so you can get the monthly battle pass. <laughs> There's no battle pass. It's monthly uh, expansion packs. Oh, you- subscription DLC pack. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It just <laughs> happens to release every month because we're that dedicated to making content. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, but But you can automatically buy it every month. Yeah, don't worry, a mobile game version of it will come out that has all the things Bob wants. Shaftcraft Immortal! (laughs) What, you guys don't have phones? (laughs) Yeah, we didn't explore Uh, the entire world of mobile gaming. Maybe that's the perfect game. There's nothing perfect in mobile gaming. It's all crap. There's great mobile no, there's games. Great. Mobile you games, only play gotcha crap. games doesn't mean mobile games are bad. All mobile yeah. games are bad. Mm. What mo- name five mobile games. Me or Wade? Wade. Well, I'm going to name gotcha games. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. You need I to can name five gotcha games, really. Have you ever heard of Raid Shadow Legends? Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole Rainy world. Shady. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I did genuinely enjoy it, but man, Dev Greed just... Mm. Well, no, I can't even say Dev. It's uh, whoever owns the whatever, the Look, overall there's company. There's plenty of quality mobile games. It's not our fault that you only play ones that make you miserable. They all make me miserable. I have been playing Risk, though. I enjoy Risk on mobile. It's not really Dude, good. Gotcha. Ticket to Ride on mobile? 
excellent game. Good board game, really fun mobile game. Does it have a single player? Uh, I mean, you can play against AI, yeah. Sort of a multiplayer board game. Yeah, I'll thing, check it out. Thanks, man. It's fun. Um, uh, anywho, I guess I got to bring this thing to a close. Uh, any final thoughts on our games before we wrap this up? Uh, did we make one? I don't know. Shaft, when does Shaftcraft uh, release? Whenever someone who listens to this makes it. Okay, listeners, you have your directive. Good sound, good art, good colors, roguelike, maybe. Single player, multiplayer, maybe both, but neither at the same time. Make it happen, okay? And, and it takes uh, place in some kind of themed world. Mm-hmm, with great art. Yep. That's a lot of direction. I, I feel like we've given you all the tools that you need. So somebody make that happen and, you know, post it on the subreddit or somewhere so we can find it. I'm reminded of the uh, Billy Madison scene where he talks about, like, the book character and the guy's like, I award you no points. And everyone who has listened to this is dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> but we're here and I have to pick a winner, I guess. Uh, wait, I have to say, you expected us to actually come up with the perfect game in, in one hour? Did you realistically expect that to occur? Yes. People have been trying to make the perfect game for dozens of years. Yeah, but they have like a budget and stuff. We have infinite resources at our fingertips. We have an hour. That's how we got the good art. Well, minus time. Mm, I see, I see, I see. All right, let me go through here. Can we both lose? Do you have to award points? You, one, somebody has to wait. I'm not hosting again, man. I can't put myself through it. I don't have enough uh, hair left to host two in a row. What do you got to lose if that's your measure? Bob, you were winning this. Now I have to reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, that doesn't seem like a very big gamble in your position. I mean, he's right. For no reason. I just think that that's, you know, not... Maybe it's not a priority for you, is what I was assuming. Nothing else insulting or anything mean I wouldn't do that. <clears throat> All right, contributions to the title. I guess we went with Bob's title. Mark obviously had the advantage talking about the horror game there at the end. Cooperation aspects. Bob was a lot more cooperative. Mark was pretty uh, bullheaded. Wow. Wow. I mean, he, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not doing this. You think this, you fool. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought you didn't. I thought you wanted strong opinions here. Sorry, all my We're cooperating, building. so we're supposed to, you know, work Mark together and compromise. Embracing the spirit of cooperation by shooting down all of my ideas because they were bad. Mm -hmm. I was with him. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're. No, never mind. I guess Bob wants Mark to get points for that. Okay. I'm just saying he did. He he collaborated. Mm -hmm. I think I I just think that that counts. I don't want Mark to get you know unfairly screwed out of. I was part team. of the dialogue. Do either yeah. one of you want to win this episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, I guess. I don't ever not want to win. Odd way of saying it, but okay. I just thought I'd ask. Um, well, this is cool. This is a cooperative episode. Which one of you two thinks you deserve to win? Uh, More man, than the other? Wade really led the charge with this. Um, Thank you. So I think Wade should win. Well, I have to say, I feel like Mark did the heavy lifting, shooting down all the ideas, but I brought a lot of bad ideas to the table. So I feel like I should get credit for that. And, you know, it really just depends which is which is more important in your measure, Wade. Okay, so you're kissing up. Creating or tearing down? Well, this was a cooperative effort to build a whole mobile game. Or not a mobile game. A great video game. And uh, that involves creating. So I guess creating wins. Therefore, Bob wins. Aha! All right. Um, I want credit for creating what we created. Mark, your kindergarten report card says doesn't work well with others. You got to work on that. So... <laughs> Gotta play right. nice with others? Nope. That's no, your no. assignment? No, I don't. <laughs> I love the petulance. Nope! <laughs> well, that's, uh. kind of, that's kind of a theme for today, I think. <laughs> no, well, I had strong opinions throughout it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I was trying to stand up for what I believe in. It's not my fault we didn't have any direction going into this. I was just trying to play in the sandbox I was placed. Wow. Your flattery will get you everywhere, Mark. So start doing no. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, what's your loser speech since you're already on your soapbox? Loser speech. Uh, my game opinions are better than anyone else's you've ever met, even yourself. If you're listening to this, they're thinking that you know games. You don't know games as much as me, and you know why? It's because I'm gamer of the year. That's right. All of your opinions are moot because I was voted the gamer of the year, and I have that title until the next gamer of that year is selected. Therefore all of my decisions are final and valid. Crazy how Bob had like 90% of the ideas considering your Gamer of the Year. Well, they were all terrible. That must make me 90% of Gamer of the Year. You're in the running for next time. I'll take it! Until you assassinate me or win. Maybe next time we'll build like the best uh, YouTube original since we were all in that Emmy losing work. <laughs> you know, you can't. Uh, I don't even feel bad. You just reminded everyone that I have an Emmy nominated project. Thank you for that. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. I've been call I've called that for forever, thing. man. <laughs> any, any, any show or media or movie or anything that doesn't win an award, that Oscar losing movie. <laughs> I guess if it wasn't even nominated, they're all Oscar losing, right? Yeah, it's just a loser. Mm hmm. No, no, you don't count as losing if you weren't even nominated. You were like a non-nominated would be like what your designation. Ah, the non-nominated movie. Oh, that irrelevant movie? Mm. Yeah, it's like not even relevant. We were relevant. Uh, whatever. This work that Mark did like 99% of the work into that we just showed up and did our roles. But this was a collaborative effort too. Mm -hmm. Listen, my winner speech is that all you kiddos out there better get ready for Shaftcraft. Coming hot to your mom's iPad in October of 2024. It's a mobile game now. God, make sure you get make sure you get that uh, credit card info locked in. All you have to do is double click to make the purchase, and uh, you can get the non-subscription, non-battle pass, monthly expensive DLCs right there, right to your device, and it's gonna be great. Don't even worry about it. It's gonna be best game you ever played, probably. Apparently there's like a Minecraft Technic Launcher thing called Shaftcraft, so I guess we were late to the... Oh, well, Damn we might it. have to rework the title. Android Sorry. Rising! Sorry. Okay, we'll come up with an even clickbaitier title. Mm. Alright, well, we're getting sued by the Technic Pack Shaftcraft, everyone. So uh, we'll see you in court. Thanks for tuning in. I guess thank you to Mark and Bob for this. Why do you sound so sad? Because, uh, man, every time I host, I'm like, man, this is going to be a great idea. I can't wait to see what we create. And then it's always disappointing. Hmm. Yeah, that's why the subreddit's always like, wow, I love Wade. He's the best host. He hosts all of the most interesting episodes. In theory, they should be. That wasn't, I, maybe that sounded more sarcastic than I meant. That's what that's what people say, man. Yeah, that's what they people like what you host. Was this that's... interesting subreddit? Did you enjoy this? Oh yeah. Because God, I aged ten more years while hosting oh, the, it. The, the false deprecation, begging the subreddit false? to praise you more, please. <laughs> I always want praise. That's not me trying to trick them. They know it. Dear, I'm an attention whore. I love praise and attention. Love. Dear online community that loves me and only me, I'm so sad. Yeah, they should love me and only me. Uh -huh. I am number uh -huh. one. Just yeah, think uh -huh. of this hosting experience like a roguelike. You know, you're dying today, but you'll have another <laughs> chance when it comes around. <laughs> you two are a fortress of paradise, but I'm the turtle whose back it sits on. What? Oh, I get it. Huh. Thank you. Let us know how you feel in the subreddit, I guess. Uh, if you haven't already, check us out. Mark at Markiplier, Bob at MySkerm. It's not Milkskin, unlike the way the subreddit describes it. It is actually MySkerm. Mm, I think the subreddit has it right. Maybe I spelled my name wrong. Yeah, that might be true. MySkin, but MySkerm is his username, whatever. I'm Wade, you can find me at Minion777 on Twitch, LordMinion777 mostly everywhere else. We have merch, you go to fucking- oh, It's the God. same one What's every time, website? man. Yeah, what is it? Store distractible podcast dot org or something? What is it? You were, you were so, so close. <laughs> is it store.distractiblepodcast.com? It sure is. Wow, okay. You knew it. You just didn't believe it. That doesn't sound right. I didn't have faith in that. No, I had no faith in that description. But that's it. And if it's not, it's close enough. You'll find it. Stay tuned for the next episode where probably something better will happen. Until then, podcast out. I'm gonna go take a shower after that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to calm down, buddy. <laughs> One will always wonder why it was called the Emmy Losing Episode, but inscrutable are the mentality of the gens. <laughs> ah, the weeks are so long, so do try to hang on as we all await another exceptional episode of 
distractable.